welcome to podcast number two of The Tangled Angle. I'm Janice Christensen, your host. Welcome to where we discuss addressing the tangled angles of conservative American values given to us by the Constitution while using facts and keeping it classy. If you want to know more about me and why I started this podcast, that would be podcast number one. But I would like to just dive right in here to this second podcast and talk about was 2020 your wake up year? And what do I mean by that? I think in America, we were going about our lives, we were going about our jobs, raising our families, generally enjoying our lives and freedoms. And all of a sudden, we heard about this thing called the COVID virus. And I think at the beginning, we were all kind of wondering, well, how deadly is this? What, what are we supposed to do? And then about March, when they here in Washington State closed the bars and restaurants, I was like, okay, I don't think this is about a virus and quarantining the sick. I think this is about an opportunity for government to control our lives and to step into the private arena of what citizens citizens can do, go against the Constitution, which many people haven't read, and begin to clamp down on our freedoms and liberties. And I want to clarify that it isn't the virus that shut down our businesses, closed the schools, and generally stopped our economy from functioning. I want to clarify that it's our government's reaction to it. And it is the first time in the history of the world that we have quarantined the healthy during a widespread sickness or illness on the globe. And this shows that the government has way too much control in our daily lives. And to control us, they spread this false information by the constant drumbeat of bad, slanted, and inaccurate news, which they did by using guilt. If you don't wear a mask, you're going to kill grandma. If you don't wear a mask, you're going to spread it to innocent people, and you're going to be responsible for spreading the sickness all around the globe if you don't wear a mask. And it's like, well, the science is still out on that, but why does government have to tell us what to do regarding our health? So with that background, I want to ask you, was 2020 your wake-up year? And I just wanted to share my story about when I had what I call my wake-up moment. And it was in the early 2000s when my husband was elected to the office and started his first term in the Washington State Legislature in the House of Representatives. This was 2003, and we went down to Olympia. And I say we because anytime someone's elected to office, it's really a family affair. But anytime we thought, we thought that he and I together would be making wonderful changes to our state reason with sound arguments and facts with the people who were there for sensible solutions to our state's problems. And we thought we were generally just going to influence the system for the good, bringing some facts and some sound arguments, referring to the Constitution, that we could fix some of the ills, or I should say my husband could, through legislation and working with those on both sides of the aisle, fix what was crippling our state's economy, give the citizens more freedoms and liberties back to into the hands of the individual. And I just generally thought the best of people. And boy, was I wrong. We had been there, I would say, two or three years. And this is when I began to realize that the people who had made it to this level of government and the leadership that fills our state agencies, they have very clear agendas and goals outlined for our state. 
and their agendas and goals, outlined by centuries of those who did not believe or want freedom for the average citizen, it became really clear to me, and I was in actual shock for a couple of years. That then grew into a deep and sobering reality that we are in a battle for good versus evil. And I think we have seen it all being exposed this year, 2020, and here in 2021 at both the state and definitely the national levels. And when I began to have this realization that took a couple of years, I thought, wait, I'm in a war. I, I don't want to be in a war. I, I didn't sign up for this. No one asked me if I wanted to be thrust into this battle. I want peace. I don't like this. Can't we resolve this? And I'm in a war? Is it really this bad? And it took me a long time to fully accept reality what was going on around me, and instead of imagining how I wanted it to be, deny how it really is, it was to fully accept, yes, this is how it is. So this was my wake-up call, and I spent a couple of years really grieving and mourning for what I began to realize was the truth of how things really were, and not how I had imagined it to be. And I think that that's what many people have experienced in 2020, is there's a difference between what our reality is individually when we're going about our lives and then we're exposed to such a bigger view, like a 30,000 foot level view, if you will, of how things really are. And so through this journey, we entered what I would call the war. And I didn't want to be I didn't want to admit it, and I could go home and deny that it was. And I think that's the difference between when I had my wake up time and what happened in 2020 is when people had it this year, there was really no escaping it. Schools are canceled, restaurants are canceled, sporting events are canceled, and so many of what we would call normal life was erased in a matter of weeks. And that shock, which we, I think, were in largely through the summer because we had hope, okay, maybe by the fall, they'll reopen things. Well, here we are in the winter of 2021, and things are still pretty much closed here in Washington State. I wanted to share that with you because I think that it's one thing to be in the midst of it. We also have to rely on each other and those who have gone before and those who know what's happening right now. And I'm not, I'm not saying I know the extent of what's happening, but when they closed the schools and the bars and restaurants and began to clamp down on what I would call American freedoms and liberties based in the Constitution, they're way out of their bounds. And most people have accepted that, which is quite frightening. But it's normal what you're feeling if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I just, I'm in shock. Will it ever go back to normal? What I consider normal, what my normal was. Honestly, I don't think it's going to, but I do also believe there's many silver linings and many wonderful things that's going to come out of this, this whole ordeal with the COVID virus in 2020. And so be assured, it's fine. You're going to make it. We still live in the most blessed, amazing nation on earth. We still enjoy so many freedoms that the most of the world has no clue what we even enjoy. And I think if this has been your wake-up year, I would like to give you a call to action. What can we do? What can we do with what we're given? Many of you are homeschooling at home, your kids. Many of you have lost your job. And 
some of you have experienced the most prosperous year ever. I believe that the picking of winners and losers about the different industries and businesses that could stay open or remain shut, our governor to say who is essential, which I think was a huge insult to all of us. Because if you have a job and you earn money, that is essential. That is your livelihood. And so for the governor to pick winners and losers was really demoralizing to many people who thought, oh, gosh, I'm not essential. It's like, no, we're all essential because our job is essential to us. That's how we feed our families and pay the mortgage and pay the rent. Everything else we want to do in our lives is through our jobs. When my husband was elected to the House of Representatives in 2003, it was really a, quite a journey to even get there. We're business people. We're small business people. We have been our whole lives. And so when he was elected to the legislature, that was a huge shift for us as a family. Um, we don't have poli-sci degrees from college. Um, we didn't even really know who our representatives and senator was at the time. And so it was a huge lesson for us. One of the things, I'm a fan of American history. And as I have studied American history more deeply these last 20 years, one thing I learned is um, when our country was founded and the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776, there were 56 men who signed that, and they were basically signing their death warrant. What followed after that were years of war and bloodshed. Women lost their husbands and sons. It was a time in our nation to gain our independence from Great Britain, and it was through bloodshed and war where we, how we obtained this. And the British had controlled large parts of the Western world for hundreds of years, and tyrants and kings do not give up their influence, their wealth, their control, without a battle, without war and bloodshed. And in 1789, after the Constitutional Convention, these brilliant men had worked out the Constitution for our nation and the Bill of Rights and so on. The United States was set on a path of liberty and freedom never seen before in the history of the world. Our nation is unique as founded on a set of ideals. We are not ruled by kings or monarchs or any other family dynasty that's come down through the centuries. Every four years, we elect a president and this is very unusual in the history of the world and currently in the world as we know it. And so I began to realize that the Jay Inslee's of the world have existed for thousands of years and the governors in our state before him that had made very poor choices. And this is how most of the world currently lives right now in 2021. America is very special and unique and our Constitution and Bill of Rights recognizes and spells out that all men and women are created equal, which means we are all special and unique and start at the same starting line in this pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that these inalienable rights given to us by the Constitution are given to us by God and they cannot be separated from our being. It is the essence of who we are as created people that our government's founding documents recognizes this and that God has provided and given us these qualities to pursue. It is not granted to us by the government. Our government in the United States recognizes these rights and puts their stamp of approval on them. But these rights are not granted to us by our government. They are granted to us by God. 
And so what does this have to do with the wake up year? Well, I think that through history that I have studied, I've realized that the battles have raged for thousands of years. And when I had my wake up time, it was just my turn to realize it. It was my turn to have my aha moment and realize, wait a minute, these freedoms and liberties that we have are very fragile, must be protected. And that's why so many in our nation have fought and died through the centuries to establish America and to maintain her. If this is your wake up year and you're thinking, what? What happened? I want things to go back to normal. I would like to say welcome to your wake up year. Because these things have been going on for a long, long time. And many people now in America have just woken up to it. So welcome to America. Welcome to the fight. Welcome to the battle that many, many people who have gone before you have already entered into, fought, and even died for. This is America. This is the beloved land that we love. And it is worth fighting for and defending. And so earlier in the podcast, I said, I want to give you a call to action. What is that call to action? I would like you to challenge yourself to learn American history and to speak out. You can start there. The call to action that I would really encourage you to take is to not be silent. The years that my husband was in the legislature, he served for 16 years and just finished in 2018 is legislators know that silence is agreement. And so if you are silent, they are assuming that you agree. And I used to think, no, 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 no. They should be there defending us. They should be there standing up for our rights. They should be there protecting our freedoms. No. If you are silent, they assume that is that you are agreeing with what they do. So the call to action is to make noise. Email your representatives, email your senators, email the governor. And people say, well, does it make a difference? Does I don't know if this matters. Someone who is on the inside for years, I want to tell you, it makes a huge difference. Now, I can only speak for what I saw in my husband's office and how what went on in his office and what he told me. If you send an email to voice your opinion on a bill, if you send an email to voice your opinion on a subject, they might not read every single line of your email, and chances are a staffer is reading it, a legislative aide, or a session aide is reading it at that point. However, they do keep a tally. So say they get 300 affirmative emails for a certain subject and 50 negative emails for a certain subject, it gives them a pulse of what people are thinking. And so it makes a huge difference whether or not you speak up. So I would encourage you to speak up because your silence is agreement. And if you're silent, they're assuming you're agreeing. And I would encourage you to not be silent So many people take the road of comfort. So many people take the road of non-confrontation. And that silence has really hurt us as a state. So I would encourage you to respectfully and with courtesy and succinctly send them an email. Or you can call the legislative hotline and you can voice your opinion. And I'm going to follow my own advice. I'm recording this on the day that Rush Limbaugh has passed away. 
And I am going to be a little voice that is going to stop being silent and begin this podcast with, at this point, a few listeners. We'll see where this goes, but I believe strongly that we all individually need to speak up. We need to put the fear aside. We need to put the awkwardness aside and the unknown aside, and we all need to begin to speak. So welcome to the Tangled Angle. It has been my pleasure to prepare this, to think about this. My husband says I've been podcasting in his ear for years. And so welcome to the Tangled Angle. Welcome to America. And I am so glad if 2020 was your wake-up year, welcome to the fight. With that, I'll see you next time here on the Tangled Angle where we address the tangled issues of conservative American values given to us by the Constitution while using facts and keeping it classy. Many thanks to Julie Barrett, founder of the Conservative Ladies of Washington, for her support, inspiration, and guidance in starting this podcast, and to my producer, Brendan Anderson.